1: Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are back for a special episode of Vibe with Five. Listen, Joel Bayer here, Stephen Howson, Rio Ferdinand, but I have to talk about one of the quickest wingers, man. Bro, you were some customer, man. Honestly, you managed to play for uh, big teams, good career, you played at international level, and bro, you've gone through life experiences and you're able to share with the people. I want to present Mr. Aaron Lennon yeah, here today. How are you doing, I'm bro? Kind I'm good,
2: I'm good.
1: Bro, even though he was a Spurs player, oh, like you're one of those where yeah, he's all right. I like him. You know, you know what I mean. It don't matter who you play for. Always, always a pleasure to watch. Rio, you played with this man. Mm. Kick it off, us, please.
3: No, no. I think you just sometimes need to give people the props, man. I think mm. we've had um, Patrice Evra come on the show. He mentioned like his toughest opponent, Aaron Lennon, straight away. I see. I said it on the thing. Aaron Lennon made you do the splits, bro. I'll see it. <laughs> 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 The stop and start was like crazy. I ain't seen, I ain't seen a stop and start like it. Maybe Doku might be the one nearest now where he could stop you and start you. we done a training session with England, right? Remember the 1v1s that yeah, time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At yeah. Um, the hotel, the That's Grove like Hotel. Rough. yeah, yeah. Right, see, even he remembers, right? Yeah. right? Yeah. I remember this one. <laughs> we done 1v1, yeah. so it's me, John Terry, Ashley Cole, and I think, who else is the other defender? Ledley King maybe. Might have been, yeah. Yeah. So he's just a centre back, not was centre yeah. back, yeah. So and, and Ash, Ash, right? Ash, so Ash, we Ash, were there, Ash. five of us defenders against Azza, mad pace, quickest about, stop and start. Um, Theo Walcott, rapid, in a straight line. I don't think there's many quicker. Mm-hmm. Um Jermaine Defoe, one of the quickest releases, first five yards, rapid. Boom. Who else is Steven Gerrard, powerhouse. And there was someone else who was really
2: good. I great. think it was in there. We went not Rice for sale, was it or like that. It might have been to
3: Another know. another rogue problem. Might yeah, it might mad pace, right? And us set defenders sitting there going, "This is out of order," <laughs> in a one v one situation, <laughs> and we're all moaning going, "Nah, why yeah. are we doing this? We got a big game at the weekend." Who was the manager? I can't remember, but these men were had blazing. Sven. Yeah, Sven. They, they were. They were. Smoking, smoking like it was like you had to be on it. It was a, it was a, it was a big battle, but it's like the grass was torn up. <laughs> it was just man
2: scratching people <laughs> to get close <laughs> them, like, trying to get hold of them. Oh, I remember this, man. It was mad. To be fair, I remember the session started, and I, was, I think it's one of my first sessions. And I remember thinking, ah, oh, this is perfect. I can't believe he's put this on for me. I can't believe it. Because <laughs> it was big as well. Yeah, the know? space.
3: That's why I yeah, was moaning. Yeah, 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 yeah. 1v1 <laughs> in a 20 by 40 space or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking, this is not really Because it's one of the
2: old school ones where it's just like, clip the ball to you, yeah. and it's just 1v1. You've yeah. got to come out, I've got the ball, and I'm running at you. Yeah. Keep her in that, I'll just... Yeah, keep, yeah keep, keep her in goal as well. Yeah. But, like to me, I was like, oh my, I'm licking my lips here. This is perfect. I, nah, nice. I can really show them what I can do. I mean, We're
3: you? We're trying to build confidence in <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> so you're trying I to take take the confidence. So way what's <laughs> going on there? Yeah, you know, what, you know what you mean? mean? You, you can't bro? even delay him, can you? Because <laughs> No, because you just kick it past you and run. Because <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. they can kick it so wide, because the yeah. space is so big, you can't even get hold of them. Cause yeah. maybe in the 1v1, I need to get my arm on you. Yeah, just across, across you, yeah, 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 just to put you off balance a little bit. Mm. But these men can kick the ball so wide; they're running round, <laughs> yeah, and they're that quick. They can run round and get past you. Oh, as was
1: mad. Bro, it, confidence was low. It's so funny because <laughs> go 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 go. Nah, I just remember you, man,
2: kicking off at the match <laughs> <Yeah>. And what's this? <laughs> nah, nah, is that border. I remember Gary Neville one time. He was switching. And I remember one time he stormed off and he was like, next one. And I remember being proper angry with me. I was like, oh, i really going to try this. And he tried to come and wipe me out. Yeah. <laughs> way, he tried to take me out. I said, oh my God, really hurting feelings, but." Oh
1: <laughs> man, what was you like? Was you like, was you like giving it back? Or was you I was just young and He's He was the calmest
2: guy in the house. Nah, I don't know. Yeah, I was calm. Yeah. Like said, and to me, it was like, I was so excited to be there. But like I said, I'm a different person when I go on the pitch. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. So like I said, off it, I'm chilled, laid back. Yeah. But on it, like I said, there's no like I'm still cooked for it. Where I'm thinking, nah, I've got to like destroy you. Mm. Yeah, and that's in my head. I'm, I mean, I'm not gonna. St- I don't have to rip you to your face and then I'm literally yeah. gonna think to my head that oh, I have to go past you every time. Mm. Uh. Is that
3: a big difference now? Like we spoke about it on the, on the Vibe Five show before, but is that a thing? that As a winger, you watch it. Is there any frustrations that you see with wingers now?
2: Yeah, there's, there's at times. Yeah, that's one of the things. I know wingers have changed now because everyone wants to play inside. Everyone plays on the opposite sides. So mm and um, everyone's playing a four two three one 2 four three, three. They're not out-and-out. Out. Wingers so-called strikers, a lot of them. Mm. And a lot of them, as well, I find, they, they, want, they want to score goals now, do you know what I mean? They don't even want to have assists, whereas mm. me as a wide player, I was happy to make assists. It didn't matter to me who scored, do you know what I mean? If I went past man and rolled it on the plate, perfect, I've done my job, mm. the team wins. Whereas I see these, the new wingers nowadays, they all want to really score, I don't class them as really they don't really want to assist unless mm. they have to.
4: They're wide forward rather than waist. That's what I say. I call them like strikers, They're like mm. wide
2: strikers. It's mm. mad
1: because even for Spurs here, 362 appearances, 28 goals, 29 yeah. goals, 78 assists. Mm. Like yeah.
2: that's what assist, it was about. Assist, assist, it? People used to say to me my whole career, after like, you're too you're too unselfish. Like, you're too unselfish. why did it shoot? why did it shoot? And I'm like, I can just roll it across uh it didn't bother me i said okay maybe it's the old school it's things that's changed now it just became about stats whereas mm-hmm. me it was more about how i'm playing mm-hmm. like if i'm not playing well don't mind if i even scored i would i would pissed at myself i'm like oh my god i, was like, I didn't play well i would mm-hmm. go home don't mind if i got this it's don't mind if i scored i was like no nah, no nah, nah, i didn't play well mm-hmm. but i test you know I mean? but it's changed now so now people score even sometimes even then you score even because oh you're the best player you played well i'm like Man, i play well But i think like i said nowadays the, especially the wide players, they thinking, man, if I score, I get. Mm. It doesn't matter how I play the rest of the game. Yeah. So I me mean, don't matter how I do defensively. I do not even have to do that job anymore. Mm. Listen, I've done my job. I got a goal or assist. What do you think
4: caused the change? Was it like the because both of these things have happened? And what order do you reckon it came in? Like the out and out striker sort of diminishing, yeah. or the winger diminishing? Like because one must have caused the other, or you know, yeah, both I both formations.
2: Of I think formations as well. I think formations changed it, um like I said before you used that maybe two strikers a lot of the time that went to def- one striker changed, um, but like I say it became four, two, three, one, four, three, three. the one it, it, like I said when we played was literally listen, you go up the pitch and you come back the pitch mm-hmm. all the way. Now you see the 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 wide players they don't come past the halfway half of them mm. yes, they really have to in certain games, yeah physically, you had a lot to do, wasn't it? yeah, and that was the hardest part about it like I said people don't realize how tough it was in them days to do both sides of it, especially playing against you boys and the big boys. Um, like I said, we was in that period when I went to Spurs, obviously we was just breaking into top six. Mm. So when we played against top the rest of you guys, them games were the hardest. Because mm. for nine minutes you were just doing that and expected to do that for the whole game. Mm. And that's the only way you could get a result. Um whereas I feel as this this day and age, like I said, the white players, they literally just dropping halfway some of them don't even drop into a good space where defensively i'm like Ooh. just give yourself five yards you you that today, pass imagine you playing today honestly it'd be my dream honestly i look at it now i said oh my god i should have <laughs> ball <in> five years <laughs> <laughs> so i I would have been able to just cheat basically cheat yeah. i would have been able to just step the pitch every time i get on fresh because that was another thing because you do so much work that way you get the ball sometimes you weren't that fresh you know i yeah, mean yeah. and you couldn't really go at people at 100 percent. so like i said i, I would have loved to. like so it did start to change but I was I moved clubs and, like I said, we were having less possession, mm. less opportunities to run at people. So, um, But like I said, it, it would be my dream to get to play for one of them boys, uh, playing a team at 70% and stay high up the pitch. Mm.
1: Talking about clubs, um, you've obviously played with great players. I was yeah. looking at the list, yeah, absolute madness. We're going to go into that soon. But there's a message from one of the guys that you played with, one of your guys, Mr. Jermaine Genus. Uh, can we play the message? Uh, you, you just wanted this to get to you for the interview today. Yeah.
5: Yes, it's JJ, Powell. And I suppose I'm going to start this from when I met you, when you was like 19 years old. I think I bumped into you in Leeds just before I signed for Spurs. Uh, I'd already seen a bit of you. I knew you was a special talent. Uh, and you know what? You went on to have an absolutely brilliant career, one that you should definitely be proud of. I think from a, an individual point of view, you were definitely one of the most talented players that I got to work with, but also one of probably the most underrated players that I played with. Uh, for club and for country you never really felt like you got the credit that you, that you deserved um, off the pitch I mean we had some great times as you know um, you know some of those stories need to stay sealed in a box but we had some really good times you're a top guy um, really enjoyed your company I have missed you a lot uh, it's great to see that you're back out there kind of um, you know telling your story speaking to a few people giving your views on the game because you've got so much knowledge to offer so uh, I know those guys will look after you uh, they're top guys, so enjoy your day and uh, reach out, mate. It's been a while. Top man. Yeah,
2: that's nasty. Yeah. JJ's my JJ. guy, man. Yeah. yeah. You go back a long time it yeah. funny actually the day i actually met him i was literally i think i was just signed he, i think he just signed or he just signed after me we literally bumped into each other outside normans in leeds you remember normans, yeah, norman's. norman's was, <laughs> a nice little club a nice there, little it. spot yeah i remember then um we just bumped into it and then he just came up to me like yeah i can't wait to play with you and then we just clicked and then we just like i said we had some good times that mm-hmm. somewhat can't be talked about on here but well, yeah. what was the clubs you were going to back <laughs> then when you got to london what oh back then it was uh what was the um china whites was it called something else then uh, I think no, no, we trying no, to watch. Funky Border was when I first got to London. Faces? Uh, faces, <laughs> in Essex. <laughs> <laughs> mad oh my god. Oh my, <laughs> 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 oh my god. <laughs> Good times, oh. mate.
3: Did, they, did the clubbing like. Did it ever, like, get to a point where you he's going, well, I'm, I'm, I think I'm doing too much? Or, yeah. Or how did you... How Because you, you're getting invited everywhere as yeah. a young kid like you was. How did you stop yourself going overboard? Or did you allow yourself to go overboard sometimes? No,
2: nah, 100%. Sometimes I definitely went overboard. I was that guy, like, I loved it. Do you know what I mean? I loved playing, but then at the end of it, I wanted to go and release and go party with my friends. Mm. Um... And actually when you got to London, it was so different to being in like a small city like Leeds. It was like, like it said, every day of the week. So you could play midweek, Champions League or whatever. Mm. And there's a big night. On. So it was like it was it was tough to balance. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> it was it was tough to balance, but um nah, it was um, enjoyable moments. But that, for me, my whole career, I don't know, I came through that that years of where it was a bit of a drinking culture, do you know what I mean? So mm. after games it was normal, you went out, do you know what I mean? Tuesday night, day off Wednesday, you go out. Mm. Um Definitely, like, it got to a period when I was like twenty four, twenty five, and I was like, "Yeah, I need to slow this down a little bit if mm. I want to continue playing for a long time. <laughs> I have to slow this down." So, um, but like I said, I loved it, I enjoyed it, on and off the pitch, and I, I won't change anything. Mm. I won't change it.
1: I want to take it back. So we're talking about you at twenty four, twenty five, bro. You've had the maddest career because even by then you had already played like eight years first yeah, yeah, team yeah. football. Do you oh. know how crazy that is? Youngest player to come through in the Premier League, wasn't it? Sixteen
2: yeah, years was old. old was yeah, yeah. It's not a school one, as well. Nah, I left school early, so that's mm. the thing. So I left school just as I turned fifteen, so I was t- just doing nothing at school, causing headaches for the teachers. <laughs> Honestly, it was. Just, I'd already decided I'm going to be a footballer then. Is it? I, were, you, were you that good that you thought I was? Gonna, I'm going to be a player. That's I didn't. Uh, not until I got to about fourteen that I said. So before that, there's be
4: so many people that think that
2: though. Yeah, no, oh, it's true. and that's the thing because the teachers were the telling me as well. What happens when you don't make it and all this, you know, mm. all that? And um, I remember like before then, I used to like said, you know, each year you get told if you're getting kept on. Till I got to about 13. I go there so nervous, and my dad be like, What are you worried about? Like, mm. he just knew that were you scoring five, six goals every game? Yeah, bro? yeah, yeah. But I was also doing that, but playing up, right. so that's when I started. To How many up. How many years up? So, f- when I got to about 13, I started go 15s, and then when I got to 14s, I went to 18s, and then <sighs> you know, when the youth cup started, yeah, so that's when big things started to change for me. So, I remember playing that first game at 14, scoring a hat trick, and then in the youth in, in the under the 18s game, the youth cup. Uh, so, that was my first game at Ellen Road as well. So, I was so excited, and then uh, that's when things started to change, it was like, oh, we need to push this kid. So then I went to nines. Then you all of a sudden 14-15, you're playing reserves. Wow. And um if a, if they needed a player to come up, because I'd left school and I was at the training ground every day. <laughs> basically, there was like we played first, first, first team pitch. So at 15, you was already training Were, with you, first team were team. you finding it easy still? Then? yeah, that's the I think mean. it didn't. So I that's how thought everyone kept telling me it's gonna get harder as you step up. And I was like, oh, this ain't getting harder. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's not getting harder, like it's not getting harder. And after mm. uh, I was like, this is actually getting easier because you're playing with better players. Mm. So I'm like, I'm making movements now, and they're finding me even earlier. I'm getting the ball one on one because, literally, the guys give it to me straight away in one touch. You know what I mean? Mm. People like David Batty and stuff. People that realise how good he was. Bad player. But one touch, middle of the park, you're coming to David Batty. I knew it was coming to me. Mm. All of a sudden, nobody can get in. The midfielder can't get across. I'm one v one. Is that all your game even for a young age? Just please get me one v one. 100%. Yeah, I was honestly thriving. I could have, like I said, all it was is get me one v one or I'm going to come short I'm going to spin you in behind, like I said. Or, like I said, get me turned. Literally, as soon as I get the ball, all I was thinking in my head was, get the ball, I need to face you up. Mm. Let me face you up. move if my back's here, I need to do something, do a turn, so I'm facing you up and get you running backwards. Mm. First thing that come into my head, regardless. Or, set it and I'm coming behind you. Mm. So, I, I mixed it up for even from a young age, but my, my whole thing was literally, I'm going past you, regardless. <laughs> in my head, that's what I, I see. As soon as I stepped on the pitch, was I have to go past you. Yeah, so, yeah. so,
1: you weren't struggling. Uh, you said, obviously, it was easy. What players? Who were you with at that time? at Leeds, as in coming through. Uh, I'll probably say first team. Our
2: right? first team was then there was um David Batty, like I said, Gary Kelly, Alan Smith, Mark Viduka. Uh, they're two, all in the group. What's that group? I got. I mean, yeah, he's still in the group. Really? Yeah, 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 Still uh, a
3: yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> Great uh, group. I'm admin. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll say, yeah. Yeah. Obviously, James Milner was coming through as well, just before me. Pat. But like I said, some good players there. Mm. Um, you you were the first
3: kid to have a boot sponsor, 14 years old, I'm reading as well. Yeah, yeah I right? yeah. had. How would your family deal
2: with that? I knew you, uh, you could get a big head quite, quite easily. Yeah, so that's when it was, like I said, at 14, where it did start to change. It wasn't about getting a big head. It was just like, wow, I'm actually doing really well now. Mm. Like I'm getting offered pro contracts, I'm 14. All of a sudden, I've got a boot deal. Do you know what I mean? I'm moving up the age groups really quick. So... I was always quite level with that stuff. It was just literally, I want to go off and just play well. And mm. it wasn't even like, let me get in the first team, I need to get in the first team. It was just, literally, it just happened that quickly. Mm. Okay, so let's touch on the education bit then. Because for
1: most people, yeah. obviously we, we all here encourage for people to get an education. I think we all agree here. Mm. You know, we're all parents here. We, we, we all know what that's like. But, bro, like, you're making not going to school sound real appealing right now. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? For me to like get extra hours
2: in. What did it do for you? And... and were your parents okay with that? It got to that stage, honestly, like I said, is, I was never a dumb kid. Like I said, I was uh, a stupid, that's the wrong word, but um, I was always okay in school. Do you know what I mean? So even when, even I wasn't trying in school, I was always doing all right. Like when you do like the SAT tests and whatever mm. that's putting me like in the top sets. Mm-hmm. But then a lot of my friends weren't in that group. So I wanted to be with them. <laughs> so <laughs> I would literally like cause a madness so they would put me in that class yeah. with my friends. I was that bad. <laughs> um, but like I said, it wasn't until I got to like 13, 14, honestly, School was a waste of time for me. Mm. And yeah, you know what I mean, listen, I was a one off. Like, I'm not, I won't say to any kid, literally put all your eggs in this basket. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? like, mm. You need your education because I could have got injured. You know what I mean? It might not have gone the way I thought it was going to go. Mm. Um, luckily for me, it did. But um, it helped me because, like I said, I was doing nothing at school. Um, and then all of a sudden, I've got to go train with the 19s uh, reserves, first team players straight away. So that helped me. I had to become a man really early. Mm. I came out of that environment of being a kid at 14, 15, do you know what I mean? So I missed out on a lot of things, but at the same time, I had to grow up really quick.
3: Which, which players helped you when you was going over? As a young kid, 14, 15
2: years old, who were the ones that helped you? Well, I was lucky because obviously Milner had just gone through the same way. So I had Milner like, players like that there. Then they you had young players like Sammy Johnson. They were still around it. Kilgallen. Um, but then people like Gary Kelly and stuff, mm. uh, Michael Dubry, these players, uh, Mike Baduka, Alan Smith, amazing for me. Amazing. They didn't make me feel any way. Do you know what I mean? They was literally like, coming as a, let's do this, stay around, we'll take you to restaurants, whatever it be. Mm-hmm. Um just make me comfortable, really. Do you know what I mean? Because I was really young. Yeah, Even yeah. to fair, when I the manager, Peter Reed, was great when I was coming through also then because he literally had to because I was still a kid, he used to literally took me out of the dressing room, was like, no, nah, no, nah, you're in the first team dressing room. Do I mean? I was like, I don't want to be there. (laughs) I mean, it's like, Mm. but he put me in there. He was like, no, you need to be around it. Mm. So that just made me mature quickly. And all all of this still on the YTS as well. Yeah, yeah, crazy. When I was there,
3: what what age were you then? When I was
2: there, did we ever come into contact? Yeah, I think the odd session. But you was literally literally leaving. Mm. So I remember coming up a couple of sessions maybe. um, But you was literally out the door. You was you was going. Um, So it was just then, literally as you was leaving, I was like coming through. Was was Maureen you used to go Maureen's tour. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's my right? uh, my friend's Auntie.
3: Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Maureen's is a shout out Maureen, yeah. <laughs> but if she watches, I don't know if she does, but she, she she used to have a house, a flat in um where was it? In Chapel Town. Yeah, that's Chapel Town. So I used to first thing I used to do when I used to go when I went Leeds, where did I get a haircut? And where can I get good food? Mm. Like Caribbean food food. Mm. Someone said Dutch pot, used to go there, it was alright in Dutch pot. And then someone said, No, there's a lady called Maureen Yeah, and cooks yeah, yeah. in her house. What? In her house? Yeah, you mm. eat in her kitchen. What? Or well, you mm. get takeaway. Mm. I drove in this estate, went in there, bruv, sat in the living room waiting Is for my order. the
4: dropped-up M3 as well.
3: No, oh, I don't know. I think I
2: know. Aston Martin or yeah, Ferrari. I was the, the boys oh, in the hood oh, oh, used The boys, yeah. like my dad, obviously, he was a taxi man. He was like, oh yeah, I see Rhea outside. Maureen's again. <laughs> 100 <laughs> RF on the number plate. Real yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> Rio
3: can't the food was yeah. off the charts. Is it? Yeah. Nuts, yeah, yeah, yeah. bruv, seriously. So I just go again, get lunch and take some for home for dinner. Yeah. Madness. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. It was a lady
4: cooking in her house. Nice. You know it's going to be
3: yeah. There people just sitting in the front room, like randoms in the front room, just waiting for their Older, right. right just yeah. living Leeds was nice man I like I enjoyed my time at Leeds Man, Leeds is a good city man
1: so you mentioned in the last or 5 that obviously you was devastated to go back because of financial reasons yeah pretty much the same situation that Rio you were in right obviously you went earlier on mm. by yeah, the club I don't think
4: Aaron Chase Peter Risdale around his office even <laughs> <either. Nah. laughs> <laughs> what was
1: that like for you how was it dropped to you that look you got to go now like
2: yeah pe- I said people that realize like mine was really done quite ruthlessly as well it Ken Bates mm. came in and to be fair to him, I didn't understand at the time, but he, anyone who was on, and I was only young, but my contract, what I'd been offered, was actually really good. Um, and by- What pay- was it you that mummy asking at that time? Pardon? What would it have been roughly around them times? Um, so I had like, around that time, it was like, five grand a week, but this is like, as soon as I turned four, and then it was like, maybe 10 grand appearance.
3: Raw.
2: Um, but it wasn't even that, it was the incentives, so like, it was just crazy. Like, every time you play five games, you'll get, like, 100 grand. Gross. Do
3: you
4: know
2: what I mean? Play 10 games. But they, at that time, when I signed it, I was, like, 14. And <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? So, they're thinking, they're thinking, this guy's, he's not going to play any of these games. So, really, there's no money in it unless you made the, Things, all of a sudden, oh, I'm breaking in. Yeah, you know what I mean? So I remember there was times, obviously... Wonder when,
4: how leads went bankrupt. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, there was no, there never was know. Some, <laughs> there was some <laughs>
3: crazy contracts. There. Nah, there is. I was, was on a bad contract. I was, like, I was like, what is going on here? Yeah, how you, was... are you giving me this type of money? Like even Seth Johnson's a mad story. Yeah, yeah, yes. He signed, he, he was expected, I don't know, 12 grand a week or something, or 18 grand a week, end up getting like yeah. 40s or something. Yeah,
2: yeah. Close That's week. Mad. mad. I remember like, the first meeting, he must have gone in, and he must have gone, I know you're doing well, Seth, and all that, but he has Twenty five and they're going wow he's only yeah. <laughs> looking eighteen. So we go outside we've got to discuss it yeah, with his yeah. agent. We went and oh went. Yeah. <laughs> and then obviously the agent being the agent goes nah 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 we can't take that. So yeah. then obviously Leeds went up again. Do yeah. yeah. you know what I mean? So we mug? a mug? Honestly, that's like I said. Even my contract was silly. We're Looking back mm-hmm. at that age, it was like crazy numbers was in there. And obviously they're thinking he's not gonna play. Look at all these players we got. He's never mm-hmm. gonna make any appearances. <laughs> obviously I started playing it got to a stage where I remember I was on the bench and the manager couldn't put me on because I would have hit one more of them appearances. Way. Yeah, and I remember it clearly I think it was, come can't remember what game it was, but I remember even Gary Kelly going mad after saying this is like our best player basically is mm. on the bench now. Like he's the most informed winger on the bench and because of this, obviously the club's fucked. Like mm. Basically wow. we kept playing, and I was just sat there. I was thinking, the fans are singing my name, do you know what I mean? Was you sitting there thinking, bruv, the 100 grand, bruv? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 100 you know, grand. please get me out. Just, please. But eventually they put me on because it they got that bad with the fans just singing my name. Mm. They had to put me on. Yeah. But then I remember. Was it publicly known that there was a clause? No. 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 I don't think, I think this is the first time it might have come out. Mm. But wow. But also, like I said, you got to the stage, remember, and It was literally like, I remember end of the season he told me literally you're done at this club. I remember like being devastated. He literally told me, "Yeah, you're done at this club." Why is he saying? Because of the money. Yeah, because of the money from you oh, You're done wow. at this club. We can't pay. But he won't even like in a nice way. It was literally mm. like get out the club type thing. Right, you're yeah. hurting us. Yeah, I was hurt. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, I'm hurting. Yeah. <laughs> this is my hometown." <laughs> like, wow. I didn't know how to do it. Like, yeah. I was upset, and I remember going away, and, and then I got a call like, um, "They've accepted the bid." I was like, what? Yeah, Tottenham, you're going to Tottenham. It's done. I was like, what do you mean? It's done. Well, so, you had no say where you were going? So, no, one, that the Leeds have accepted it. Oh, I obviously yeah, could have said, no, I'm not going. Yeah,
3: yeah.
2: Um, I think Liverpool was interested at the same time. I don't, I'm not sure if they'd bid it. And then my agent phoned me. He was like, yeah, they've accepted it. Um, Tottenham are, <laughs> are buying the, all the best youngsters. Mm. Um, yeah, because JJ went there them times. JJ. JJ or, um,
1: Kevin Prince Batang as well. Yeah, yeah so he came that, after. He came old, after. Loul- Tom Loul- Loul- times. Nah,
2: after, after. They was after. So, in the first groups, like me, Huddleston. Routledge. Oh, English. Bale was on yeah, I mean, yeah. English. Bale came just after. Okay. So they had a project of players that was coming through. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the four was still there then. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like, listen, we're going to buy all the best young players.
4: A million uh, pounds was a madness, even back then, wasn't it?
1: What, for Johnny Bostock? No, for him. Oh, for, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like I said, Dick, but they had to accept it. It was because mm. it was in administration. Crazy I think once, because I was that young, they could afford it. I was trying the to think man. what other youngsters went around that, like. For a million support, back then. Like I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: Ronaldo was 12. You yeah. yeah. as
3: well.
2: yeah. Yeah, a million is
4: an absolute robbery,
2: man. Mm. Yeah, but like I said because they had to accept it, there was nothing they could have done. I think it wasn't even negotiations. It was mm. literally, I think, if you hit the million pound mark, you could, you had to be sold, mm. and it wasn't oh. even, like I say, a lot of it was to do with my contract mm. because that was just going to progress.
1: They and needed man. to get you off the wage bill, yeah, yeah, completely quickly. Yeah. yeah, wow. So you step into Tottenham. Yeah. Are, are you happy at this time? Obviously, you've just left your your boyhood club what are you excited homesick homesick,
2: yeah. like madness like you wouldn't believe <laughs> like, like what what's that feel? because oh, i've never been homesick what's the feeling like just just lost like you just felt like this new big city didn't know anybody the only person i knew was tom honestly he got loaned out like the same day and i was <laughs> like oh my god how old was you 19 18. uh just turned 18. oh yeah just turned 18. so no family come down with you no one no one come down so um obviously my family was great with, being at games but they couldn't then just leave Mm -hmm. and come live with me type thing Mm -hmm. um so I remember getting an apartment in Essex um in Chihuahua (laughs) right next to the training ground literally walking you could walk to the training ground um a few players in there but I remember just going training and just going home just sat there like I don't know anyone like don't know the players and after the training's done it's 12 one o'clock I'm just like what am I doing here Adapt- what did you end up doing? Just like computer? Com- literally, yeah. Computer. I remember just driving around sometimes. Like, let me just try and find my way about, try and learn the roads and stuff. Um, and it soon changes really quick. Do you know what I mean? And it's funny how like, a few months goes by and you start adapting a little bit. But it was, at the beginning, literally, I was on my and you uh, door every day, saying, no, nah, no, nah, I need to leave. Is like, loan me back to Leeds On the door. Literally, he was like... And he got to a stage, he was like, oh, we can work around you. And he was good because he was giving me like two, three days off a week instead. So after game, he'd be like, see you Wednesday. Oh, is it? Do you know what I mean? And so you that
3: back up lunch yeah, up, Leeds.
2: yeah, every time, every time I was off on a Wednesday, I was, as soon as training since on a Tuesday, straight up the motorway, straight to Fruit cupboard <laughs> <laughs> straight, up to, straight to Normans. But yeah, nah. really it was like that. But I was that homesick, and it took me like that. It was mad because people don't realise how that's what I'm saying. How fast it changed because it went from homesick, not wanting to be here, to literally like making my plane, and all of a sudden just it going out. Like how long was that? Honestly, from that's a I reckon I started playing late towards November, probably around November time. Might have been. For like four or five months. Yeah, four it was literally four or five time. months of being literally trying to get out to wow. literally, even then I think Wayne Routledge broke his foot because he was playing because I wasn't yeah, even playing because like I said, I wasn't trading great. I was coming late. Um, like I said, Why are you coming late? I just didn't want to be there. So I, I wasn't even trying to be late. The thing was, I was trying to get there. Like, you know, it was, he was in for half 10 at them days mm. and my house was literally two minutes away and I would leave my house at like 28 thinking it's two minutes. Oh my but my I get in the gate at like um, or whatever it was and there <laughs> so no one get, trying to
3: help you with that professionalism and to be focused and to just stay with it or... it wasn't
2: even about professionalism It's because I just the, lo- the latest I could be there was because I, I didn't want to be there mm. so it's like I'll get in as late as possible and leave as soon as the session's done mm. so it's pretty much just to try and get out of the training ground it wasn't like I said and there was great lads there and they was trying with me I was just like I said I just missed home so much mm. it was just such a shock to me at the first Wow.
3: Um,
2: but the lads to be fair to them like I said uh, Jermaine, Ledley um, I think Kino, and boys, Like I said, they um, they were putting their around me every time and literally like, come on, trying to get me out, come for, come for dinner and stuff. And mm. it soon changes, like I said. And like I said, Wayne got injured, <coughs> played a couple of games and it just went like crazy. Now, wow. a
4: really common story that about players that have moved somewhere and then they have nothing to do. Like we've mm. heard that so many times, haven't we, from mm. different players.
0: Yeah.
3: yeah, it's mad. But it's like, so, so it's almost like- You were too busy for that, I'm sure. No, but if you get in the first team, and playing games changes everything because that's the happiest place that you are, yeah, yeah, yeah. isn't it? Because mm-hmm. he's 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 frustrated, he's homesick. That's, that's, there's that combination of things going into that melting pot that are making him. Up. But the mm-hmm. moment you get a first team game,
2: mm-hmm.
3: and you get a focus, and then you're doing what you love, it changes. Yeah, he
2: did. That's it. And I got into the team, and I just hit the ground running. Mm-hmm. I was like. Man of the match, man of the match, playing well. All of a sudden, games come quick then. It's like, well, we've got a game Wednesday now anyway. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So you focus, it's okay, cool. Just the games. And all of a sudden, they said it changes, like, literally. like
1: Are you are you finding yourself at the training ground a little bit longer now? Are you, like, yeah, yeah, behind a little it bit? It did or? change.
2: Like I said, they sat me down loads of times. And Chris Hutton was great for me. He was like, mm. I need, like, I have to literally, I need to stop finding you. Like, mm. he was, I was getting fined that much. He was literally saying, like, I can't keep taking this money off you. Like, honestly, it was like you went oh, like the, a week's wages or something. Like so, no, it got to the stage. So, they had a rule when at that stage it was literally so I think it was like it starts off if you're a £100, but each time you're late, it doubles. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And mine had got to the limit. I think the limit at the time was five grand, maybe. God damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> honestly, <Okay>, so, <laughs> so, we, so we're just like, writing checks, boy, that's like that. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> come on <laughs> it's coming out your wages, you don't <laughs> even see it. But at the stage, like I said I wasn't even bothered because it wasn't even about the money. It was just, I was just unhappy. Mm-hmm. But that, like I said, Soon, quickly changed, and then all of a sudden,
1: England you, call ups, all yeah, of that. All of a sudden, all of a sudden just so
2: when, when you're in Spurs, who, who's who's the
3: player when you went in that team? Then and you go, rah I've been at Leeds. It was a good level there, but this is a different level." Here. Yeah, like
2: I said Carrick was definitely one. Is it Carrick mm-hmm. was one, and especially being a wide player. Like I'd never had that service before. Of like, like he's finding me any movement I make, he's finding me. He's a, he's facing that way, and I know he's seeing me. Do you mm. know what I mean? Carrick's already on the half term you know what I mean? He controlled his leg and he's already ripped it around the corner. Is that is that talking? Is that or is that just you just he instinct? was doing it. I think he watched me play and he'd seen a bit of my movement and he just was such a clever football player. Mm. He just picked up on that straight away. Do you know what I mean? And I said I, he was honestly that first period for me was amazing for me, down to pretty much him being there. Because what? he just found me every time.
3: You talked about wanting just to assist players, you loved it yeah. more than probably scoring a goal, laying it on a plate. Yeah, Who yeah. was a striker you had the best connection with?
2: Uh Jermaine Easley. Is it? Yeah, yeah, the better photos. than
3: better than Berbatov, better than
2: yeah. There was different ones. I had a great relationship with uh, Robbie Keane. Also, like, as in, he knew how to find me. Mm. As in, behind the player, behind the fullback, um, and then like me, obviously reversing it back to him. But as in, for just goals, completely was Jermaine. Yeah. Like I said, I knew straight away, even from like a couple of first sessions. I was like, as soon as I went past him, his movement, and was, I was like, this is so easy for me because his movement's that good. Mm. He was literally going. He only made two movements, so he was there to go near. Are there to pull back? Do you know what I mean? And I was like, "This is perfect" because mm. he knows I'm going past him, and I'm going to literally just drive it across or just reverse it back to mm. him. And it just we we hit off in training like that, and then <clears throat> in games it just became second nature. It was just simple mm. at and, times.
1: And who else? Who else would you say? So you got Carrick, you got Keane, De Voe, Keane.
2: Obviously, then it was a bad Modric, team. About, about yeah, that's the, the bad bad Modric, team. That's the same. That was I'm talking about. That was the early that period was, when yeah. I first arrived. Yeah. Obviously, yes, we started becoming a better team. So, obviously, Modric comes out of this world. Could
3: you see him being the player he's become? Could you have gone, you know, he's going to win, like, Champions League, world Ballon footballers, door. Ballon d'Or. Like, Could you he, see that?
2: I didn't see that. No, I don't want to say I didn't see that coming. At first, anyway. So, it's so funny because when he first came, he had to think Modric was really small, really lim- nimble. Um, and for the first few months, if you look at Modric at Tottenham, he struggled to just adapt into the tempo of the league. Mm. And it's funny because he did it... A, when he went to Madrid first. Same, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But once, but we see glimpses in training like, what have we just seen here? Is like he really? was, yeah, like he used to them wow moments where you're like, oh my God. <laughs> he was just like leaving people like complete through the middle of the park. People were pressing him and obviously once he got to grips of it, it was stupid. Oh, he reminded me, that I said about Steve, he's the only two players I've played with from the middle of the park who could run a whole game. So mm. magic would slow it down when you needed, speed it up when you needed, um, keep the ball when we needed, like literally he dictated how this game's going to go mm. whether that was training but then to do it in the matches like I said it was it was next levels but then he said then Bale come along um, and he was another one he, he didn't see it until that last season mm. and he went from there to literally unplayable unstoppable mm. that was um, a crazy time yeah. right, wasn't it one of the mo- that moment that period
3: the- for him there's only a few players who have dominated the league like that. I think you've got Hazard, Ronaldo, Thierry, Bao, they mm-hmm. have done it like that. Maybe oh. Salah had a period as well, wasn't yeah, yeah, it? Yeah. But <sighs> mental. mental. He was like,
2: literally winning. Honestly, I've never seen it where you just give the ball to him. So, like, literally, yo, go and bail, go win us the game. It was like that. Would you lot have been saying, like, lad, just get him the ball to quick? Yeah, right? yeah, 100%. And to <laughs> fair, we had players, managers like Harry anyway so his team talk Harry was great to play for us in. literally his team talk literally give it to Luca, give it to Aaron give it to Bale <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally that's it that was it literally was that you team talk Harry was literally get the ball to Luca, get the ball to, get the ball to Bale and Aaron that way we'll win the game Jermaine you get in the box or whoever it is and they'll put it on a plate for you
4: can you put that in a presentation <laughs> yeah <can> <laughs> it was that quick as well it was
2: literally and it worked like I said but Harry give you that freedom as well don't get it wrong mm. some managers don't give you that freedom. He gave you that, literally, mm. pure freedom. And as a player like me, you, you need that.
3: Yeah, yeah. What about everyone um, who oh, plays the Spurs always talks about one player? Yeah. You can talk oh. about Bauer, Modric, but no, yeah, you don't yeah, yeah. just saying, oh.
2: yeah. yeah, yeah. As I said, I'm going, going through the years there. but Musa, yeah, honestly. How good was this guy? Ridiculously. Honestly, if you see the things he did to people, like, I thought I could drop my shoulder and go past people like V's he wasn't as quick as me and he would do it uh, and the player would go that that way. <laughs> <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> but like, he's just half tilting, and I'm like, oh, but are you really going with him. <laughs> Honestly, but he could do everything. Literally, he was so... St- why didn't he then? I, I don't know why he never got to that level. I don't know if it was, I don't know if it was in mentally, I don't know if it was mentally that he didn't have that. He never struck me as being, you know, you have to have that next level of, like, driven, that next mm. level of hunger. He never struck me as that type of player. Mm. Um, so maybe it was that because ability-wise, honestly, I wish we'd got to a stage where you had, like, Modric and Dembele together because, honestly... What
1: you were, were, what were yeah. your aspirations at the time for Spurs? Because, obviously, they're signing all these players. Yeah. You, you know, you got PFA, you were voted PFA Young Player of the Year, yeah. right? But were you were floating in the Champions
4: it. League around Harry's time as well, yeah. weren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I think you know?
2: that's when we first started to finish around fourth and stuff. Yeah.
1: So what, what are you aiming for? Is it just top four? Is it to what what's what Yeah, are so they when
2: I got obviously when I first got to club it was to get into Europe and mm-hmm. that happened quite quick. So with Martin Yo, we ended Sorry. up getting into Europe. Mm-hmm. Um and then obviously when you get into Europe then you want to play Champions League. And then obviously when you get to challenge- Champions League, you start thinking, can we now actually start challenging for the top? Mm-hmm. You've never quite got there. Um we was close with a couple of the teams, um, but we just never had the depth to mm-hmm. to challenge the top. Never had the depth, really. Yeah. If you looked at our team, you know, out of the years. um, When we got close, even when we was in Champions League, two two free injuries would kill us.
0: Mm.
2: And sometimes we was getting them together and even, like I said, maybe even just two. Mm. And all of a sudden, we just, no disrespect to even the players because we had good players on the bench. Mm. It's just that we had world-class players as in like Modric and people and we couldn't replace them. Mm. The team just didn't look the same and, there could miss three four games, all of a sudden, we might not win the game. Mm. But that's that, that period, after we felt like I said, we'd have had two more, two, three more players even on the bench, then we felt we could have challenged, but we never got with, with someone like Harry.
3: You got any funny stories around with Harry when you were there because he's like
2: he's a character, isn't he? Harry, uh, there was loads. Um, uh, because i tell you a funny one, he was like, but um, we was um, went through a little patch where he was not um, winning a few games, so he sat us all down in this meeting and it wasn't even nothing to do we were not actually playing that badly we just weren't winning Um, and he's like you know what it is I know what it is it's the drinking culture in this club (laughs) (laughs) it's literally and you know when Harry goes mad in it he's going sick like it's literally actually I've had enough of it that's it no one's going out there's loads of you in here and Woody goes what do you mean there's no drinking culture in here and then he's like yes he is Woody and he's like no no go on and name him if you think there's a drinking culture, who are the players? Because I'm telling you, Woody's good. I'm telling you, there's not. Because you for starters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair to Woody, he didn't go out so well. no And there was a group of us who went out quite a bit. And he literally named five of the people that didn't go out. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, it was like, I sat there like, I can't believe this.
3: Did not one of you put your hand up and go, boss, you yeah. got it wrong? No, uh,
2: <laughs> <off?"> no. <laughs> yeah, we let Woody take the form. We let Woody take the form. him after to him. Pulled him, to the pulled him up a few weeks after and said, I got it wrong. I got it wrong. Is it? But you never think, but that was um one of the stories. What was the one when you uh the Christmas party? Ah, oh, that was too funny. Man. Well, so <laughs> another thing, like you know how Harry's like, so we organised the Christmas party. I think it was just in London. And same again, I think um, a couple of bad results. Um fans are screaming for certain things. Um, I think I think we might have still had Champions League stuff at the time. And um basically he came in one morning, said, Yeah, we're having a meeting. Said, Lads, don't even think about it. Christmas is off. We've got too many important games coming up. Um, blah, blah, blah. You can do it in, like, February. And we're like, what? February? Like, this is the time we always do it. <laughs> we already had it planned. <laughs> so I remember um, we was all sat around going, ah, oh, this is dead, man. I can't believe it. No Christmas party. Like, we wait for this whole year. And um, lads are saying, uh, know what I'm saying, called team meeting. is like, lads, so we are going to have one or not? Like, literally, if we're going to. Um, but we need to do it, like... And, like pretty much on live and a blender, like we need to, we can't be seen. Hmm. Kino's going, I've got, have a good idea. Like let's try and get to Ireland. It was, it was like, <laughs> I was saying? <laughs> yeah, how can we get to well, Ireland? Well, on a private plane. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was literally that. Like, Doesn't matter. It was like literally we we're flying. Mm-hmm. On the d- after the game or whenever it was. we doing a whip round, a little whip round. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. So it was literally, because you know, it 10 was before. Grand each whip yeah, round so round. it went up a bit. So a few players aren't happy, you know, them <laughs> tight players. It was literally like, because it went from a couple of grand in, then it literally went five grand a man or something. Yeah. something. Now we need five grand a man. And um, <laughs> the best time ever. So anyway, because it was so funny, because imagine like, I think it was training actually. I think we didn't even have a game. But like, everyone's just like giggling. Like, we we're like little kids, you know, like uh, exciting. Yeah, yeah. And then as soon as training finished, and people had like, you know, the suit carriers and everything, because we're going straight to the airport. Because mm. the only way we could do it. Anyway, we get there, have the best time, whatever not. Um and we think he don't have it. Like he don't know, we'll come back. He's not saying anything. He's like, oh my lads. About a week later, I think one of the boys said, Yeah, the press have got it. The press have got it we're like no, no heart way. Attack. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's <laughs> like, like what? They've got pictures of everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I remember crying to go, Nah, no, they've got because I can't hide. And um, Oh, yeah. Crouchy was there, wasn't it? Crouchy was there. We had some <laughs> characters, man. He yeah. was like, Crouchy, Woody, uh, me, Kino. there was loads of us. Uh, but everyone was there. That's the one, yeah. like, literally, I'm talking the full squad. Wow. Um, and then, yeah, imagine the meeting after he come in and just let loose, man. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. did he say? Oh, well, basically, like, you killed him, like, because he's going to the press, cause, and the press had it, and they were teeing him up. Like, oh, so Harry, still no Christmas party? And do you know what I mean? But they knew we'd oh, already been. Shit. Do you know what I mean? And he's like, yeah, my boys didn't go. I told him this year, do you know what I mean? So obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. So obviously he felt like...
4: But do you know, I, I can see that being, all right, Harry's going to be fuming with you, but I bet from a team spirit point of view, very, really bright. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: I say this, this, some of the best team like, spirit meetings we had was like nights out. Yeah, yeah. Some of the times when things were going bad, was literally like, lad, let's all go to the restaurant. We're going out, everyone's there. We'll have a drink, we're going to talk it out. And people don't see this side of it. We're literally having full on meetings like round the table like What we need to do better, mm. like what we need to address, and players are holding their hands up going, Yeah, I've been having one. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's completely. Like, I know I need to be better. Well, so, that Crouchy's there after like five pints
3: going, Lads, I've been <laughs> horrific, right? <laughs> I'm gonna get better for you, right? But give me
2: another pint. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that type of meetings was happening, no, though, seriously. And he, even like Ledley, Ledley was never out that much, and like, even you know, for he was so a bad I was, drinker, bad drinker. That's <laughs> the thing. So, every time Ledley did go out, but even Ledley was like, he even called it one time, and Ledley only spoke when it was serious, really, mm-hmm. like that. And he was like, lads, you know what I mean? Fair enough, it's all about this and whatnot. But we've got to be better. And it's mad how we started picking up from mm. these like team bonding. And some of the players who may have come new, maybe from abroad, um, they have felt part of it, do you know what I mean? Mm. Then, a bit like when I first come, you feel a bit left out of it. And mm. it was funny how the nights out, the restaurant things, the um, the piss-ups were the ones that got us like literally back on track. How, how good was he, Deadly? Was he, as a captain, as a player? Honestly, as, as a player, honestly, like really honest, I... My saying it because you're used to be the best for me mm. as the two best I've ever played with. Mm. That's and Ledley, obviously when I first went there, he would had, I think, one knee surgery, but he was still training every week. Yeah. And honestly, I've never seen a player do what he could do. Like he'll pull it out of the sky, so the goalkeeper kicked it, and he'd control it on his opposite foot, on his left foot, and just pluck it, and just drop it dead. I said, Led, how can you control it on your left foot, like your right foot? And he just be like, I feel more comfortable that way. And he'd just dribble out on his left side, play. But he never fouled people. Mm. He never had to. Um, But honestly, like I said, he was ridiculous. And also captain, he was one of them, like, he never screamed and shouted. But if he needed to, sometimes, like I said with me, like, I I would get frustrated when I was younger if I was like, even if I wasn't getting service, and I was like, half time I could be, like, just, like, just kicking off. My head would go down type thing. Mm. And he would come and just sit and have a couple of words, quiet words. Mm. And that's all he did. He'd just do that. He'd just pick people and have quiet words rather than screaming and shouting type Mm. captain. But he was... Like I said, like I used to was the, my two, the two best centre backs I've ever played. Mm.
1: How far like, could he have gone?
2: If he didn't get the knee um, problems, I think. Yeah, like I said, crazy. right, right to the top. Really? My like
1: cousin. So, like, yeah, not, To
3: not train as a footballer yeah. and you're not training every day, but you're still pulling that eight and nines out of ten, you've got to be on some serious, serious levels. Yeah,
4: Premier, Premier League as well. He was just turning up for match day. They do nothing in the week. Nothing.
2: Like, oh, a, on the a, bike. A jog. A jog. So on a Friday.
0: Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm, Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
2: He would come and jog, and then you know, like you might do set pieces. He would just stand in, he wouldn't join in. Um, and he was doing that for a good, a year and a half, I think. What? A good year, year and a half. And if I didn't being, being the best player on the pitch. I know, imagine. Mm. People don't realise how tough it is to... Lead I would pull everything. But yeah. that's the thing. He did start to then pull other muscle groups. Mm. So mm. his hammies were going a lot. His groins were going. Because he's just trying to... put The muscle's trying to protect the knee. They're having to work too hard. And they're not getting used in the week.
3: What was the... What was the um, I heard one story about it when you lost his shoes that time. <laughs> <laughs> that might
2: was, that, I was kind of, No, but I think that was the night... <laughs> Was, no way. That could have been the same night at oh, Christmas man. night. Lindy's a funny guy, bro. So we're turning off and we're going to the play and he's got, but I don't understand there's no way he had just one shoe on. <laughs> <laughs> He was doing it for ever before, before Patrice. <laughs> yeah, he had one shoe on. I said, "Your Lindy, where's your other shoes? I don't know. I, like, I just took them both off then. like at least. had no socks and need to wear your socks. <laughs> like, oh my God. Lindy was the funniest drunk. Um, <sighs> but yeah, he just turned up, but he didn't care. He was like, no, I'm keeping this one. Yeah, he's one's gone, man. Yeah. Yeah. I never really spoke to Ledley a lot, but when
3: he had a drink, well, funny. He him up. He was nah. he just talked, all talk. his funny, He's man. one of the funniest yeah.
2: drinks,
4: honestly. Did you not have ah. nights out like that at United? Because every other player that I've ever spoke to, one of the things that they always say is, the night out sorts out all the dramas.
3: No, no. We, we, we had unbelievable nights out. We weren't Saints at United, but it wasn't around like, this bond because we're having a bad spell. It was more just like because like we've got a week off. We'll have a go, go and have a good. Yeah, night pressure out. blow. Off. Yeah, they, they, will, they Listen, every football club <clears throat> could have mad stories like this, and these ones are being watered down. Yeah, yeah, massively. completely. So, but it's nice. It's it's nice to see that with. the, the team bonding because I think a lot of teams could do with that. Obviously now they, they none of them really drink as much. They're yeah. all finely tuned athletes now. Fucking different. balls, call it out. <laughs> Say it, call it out. No, it's boring. I've got to be honest. want to see that's why he stands out so much, Jack Grealish. He in our era, he's one of he's one of many. Normal, he's a normal, yeah, that's normal. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But just because this do you year know how many
4: of my mates have got stories of you never guess where I was. And Jack really just on his own in the corner. Yeah. Can't go to the bar, so he's like, "Do the thing, mate. There's a card.
3: Go, go yeah, get yeah, around no, round." Nah, <laughs> no, <clearly laughs> um, uh, Most of them have got that much. Like they've got that much. They just have parties in the house. Bring yeah. the party to them. Mm. That's what I'd be doing. That. Yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. What I mean, and he Probably. said
2: it has changed. Yeah, it has changed. Like he said the, the amount of players will tell you they don't drink. And these. Yeah, yeah. And mm. social media killed it for yeah. Like I said, there is still madness going on. And like I said, mate, like you said like Jack Grealish, that was the norm for everyone. There's loads mm. of players like that, yeah. but he's just now seen as one-off because he's the only one probably still doing yeah. it as much.
3: True.
1: <laughs> so you leave, you leave Spurs, yeah? No, no, no. no. Oh, sorry. Uh, no, still, I, w- I just want to talk about your feeling against the better side of North London. You know, yeah. Brentford. like nah, <laughs> not Brentford, mate. Um, you know, obviously you're scoring in four, four equalisers yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. You also win the League Cup as well. Let's yeah, not forget yeah. that, yeah. like. When it comes to Arsenal with this project, really quickly, like, yeah. are they drilling into you that yeah, like, you know, we need to, we need to, to be Arsenal? Is it a beat yeah. Arsenal thing or is it a Europe thing? Because as fans, yeah, yeah, we turn
2: up there and we we see something else. Yeah, yeah. So that's like it. As fans, and even when we played in it, you could feel the difference. So that was when I first played in. I remember one of the first uh, dabbers I played in, and Seoul was on the opposite side. Mm. And I remember like coming out for warm up and hearing the mad booze, and I'm thinking, what's going on? And they didn't realise that, obviously, Seoul was on their mm. team. And then you start to feel it, even in the warm-ups. So it was, more, but it was definitely more of the fans rather than the players. Mm. Like I said, our aim was literally we need to push up, we need to get Europe, we need to get Champions League. Um, but don't get wrong, at that beginning, you still wanted to beat Arsenal. Mm. Not and when, we, when I first joined the club, we was getting battered. Mm. Like I said, Arsenal was, was killing us. And then we started to bridge the gap. Um, and in games, we it got to a stage where we felt we was going to win the games um so I mean, it got really close like he said, did. it's gone like that recently mm. and even when i was there it started to get like that whereas beforehand arsenal was um a lot ahead of uh, spurs but it was never like put on you as a player like thing apart from you knew though and you felt the difference and I said as me as a player i love them games
1: so yeah. when you when you won the league cup did you think yeah you guys can kick on to the next level or?
2: Uh I don't think so. I don't think I don't think we were having a bad season that season. Mm. So we managed. I don't think we I think after that League Cup, I don't think we won another game or something. Like, crazy stat um when we won the League Cup. Not that feeling. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So literally, yeah, it was like that. So I don't think we won another game. So it literally like I said, I think we got a bit carried away with that one. But <clears throat> I said it wasn't really our thing other than we started to see the group of players and the players that was coming in each season. We started to, even me as a player, I was like, Oh, we're getting better now. And like I said, playing against the Big Boys United is, um, Arsenal's at the time, uh, Chelsea's. We started to realise when we were playing, I'm like, wow, we can actually match these now. Mm. Whereas beforehand, it was literally like backs to the wall. Mm. Mm. Okay.
3: Oh. So you, you, what is the story behind leaving Spurs? Because you was enjoying your time there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden.
2: Yeah, so it's funny. Like I said, um, before that, I think two, three seasons before it, you know when you get to a stage where you think, maybe I've been at this club too long. Mm. Um, and I started to just feel like that. that um, and that was with, when I was having some of my best seasons with ABB and um, I started to half question it, like maybe I need a thing. I didn't have the same feeling there. How old are you, like 28, 29 there? Eh? Uh, I think I'm younger than that Younger then. than that yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. I left at 28. So probably this is probably about 25, 26. I mm-hmm. started to start really then getting that feeling of maybe I need a new, not a challenge. I don't know. Maybe I need a new environment. Um, so I wasn't having that same feeling then. Um, and then, like you said, Pochettino came in. He pretty much had made his mind up. Um, he wasn't going to play me. He was pretty much wanted a lot of the younger players. So there was a few of us straight away. We was half new straight away. How do you feel about when someone comes in and does that after you've been integral to everything? Yeah, no, nah, it hurt. I'm not going to lie to you, it hurt. Because also, at that time, for me, I was still the best player in that position. So mm-hmm. I was still the best right winger at the time. Mm-hmm. My position. and then, Even the way he played, I was like, I can play in this team. But also, I was also at that time like the spokesman. And even in preseason, I probably shouldn't have, but players were coming and complaining about certain things. But I'd be the one who would take it to him. Mm. And I know he didn't like it. Um, He also didn't, obviously, I, I'd like I said when you're at a club for so long, you have quite a lot of power. And I don't think he, he liked that either. But he already decided that he wanted a new group of players. Mm. And there was me, Dawson, even Musa that first year was with that group. He was not playing at all mm, until right. he actually needed him. Like, Musa was in those, with us. Um, but there's a few of us, basically, yeah, was on our way out. And we, we knew pretty much from pretty much the end of pre-season. Mm. Um, wow. yeah, so, yeah, it was tough because, like you said, that but you did get to that stage where you, you was like, mm, maybe this is the right one anyway. Mm. But no, nah, it, it definitely hurt. So then you go Everton then, yeah? Yeah, I went Everton alone. So I stayed there for that first six months until the January and then I went on loan to everything. Mm. Um, and that was amazing. I needed it. I was literally back to playing, enjoying it. Um, the good thing is I actually kept in really good shape. So that's one thing. People always think, ah, oh, maybe he's got this like rift with potch and he wasn't. We actually had really good respect. We had really good <laughs> conversations and I took a lot away from him. He actually made me get even fitter. Is it? Yeah. Because so, from pre-season, he started like we're doing different types of runs. And I've said it on a few interviews and people have took it wrong. Like, oh, he's causing injuries, he's causing injuries. I'm like, no, he just changed the load. So at the beginning, there was a few injuries and the same maybe at Chelsea. But after that, my body went to the next level of what I could do. Mm. My outputs were so much more. I could have more sprints. Um, and you look at the likes of people like Harry Kane. Mm. That was pure fitness-wise of what he changed. Do you mm. know what I mean? So I don't mean, Kane was becoming an exceptional player. But I think one of the biggest things he took him to the next level was Pochettino made us all fitter players regardless. Mm. Um, and I took so much of what he taught me in that small period, especially fitness-wise. Um, and that's
1: prolonged my career. From- so can you, can you give us a breakdown? Because I saw a pre-season video <laughs> once yeah. at Chelsea when it looked like those players were throwing up. Yeah. Like You're saying fitness, for, for us who are not in that professional environment, <laughs> yeah. what is he specifically doing to take you to the next level?
2: So firstly, we used to always train hard Monday, Tuesday calm down, calm down Wednesday, or oh, some, some managers would be completely off. off yeah. um, Thursday, you do a little bit, Friday, five aside, side, maybe a bit of shape. He changed it to then, there's no days off. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you work hard, so on Monday, Tuesday, um, really really tough Tuesday was a double session so you won't leave a training ground until four or five o'clock
3: bro if a man said double session to yeah, yeah. me I'll be looking at that. bro you're alien what are you doing yeah, yeah, seriously and, and what? a few of us yeah, oh. yeah I was
2: exactly the same oh, this the
3: in the season no chance double session yeah, is, yeah. Is,
1: that, is that because United are going far in all competitions I don't know,
3: but I'm saying you're hindering my my, my, uh, my health
1: health or too free much, time too
2: much? yeah Yeah. Both. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so at the beginning I was the same yeah. so I was actually like what's happening mm. like, tomorrow and then Imagine you do the double on the Tuesday and the Wednesday was 11v11. 11 11. No,
3: yeah, yeah, so 11, yeah, I used to hate 11, yeah, yeah, so
2: 11 v 11 on the Wednesday. So full night. Not no. full night, but 45, 60 minutes. And all of a sudden, we like, what's going on? Obviously, you're feeling next muscle groups. So I'm like, mate, this is yeah. Wednesday. I'm like, I can't I'm get it. you not meant to ache in the week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it? how I was as well. And especially being a sprinter. And as I was say to people at the beginning, that's where we all felt it. Um, but the funny thing, when we came through it, it was like, wow. I'm oh, at, yeah, yeah. I'm at next levels here now, because yeah. then he come down the Thursday, you have a really quiet day. So Thursday become just head tennis mm. and when I'm thinking, well, I like, I like to do like some shape and whatever. Now on the Thursday, he's like right now, just head tennis. And even to a stage where you can stay in if you want, mm-hmm. you can stay and get a massage, do what you want. Friday, we'll work on the team, Saturday evening. And it took a little bit at the beginning. But once like, you come through that period, mm. the levels that you jump just on fitness wise, I'd never seen anything like it. Just so you
3: mentioned the player who we, I don't even know. We didn't mention him before. Harry Kane. Yeah. Where yeah. does he rank in the strikers you played with?
2: Yeah. Well, the thing is, I played with him probably not when he was at his best. Yeah. So I played with him when he was really young. But the thing what I st- what stood out for me with with Harry Kane was how clever a finishes he was. So normally we do finishing after every drainage drill, and there's like the four I don't know Keane, Berbatov, like amazing players, and he's just come up as a kid. He wasn't even in the first team, but. Mm. Uh, Clive Allen, Tim Sherwood, these like used to push him and let him do the finishing with us. Mm. And he was picking the right the right shot for every type of shot. Do you know what I mean? The ball's bouncing, he might caress it, he might drive it, both feet. And I was like, oh, I ain't seen kids do this before. Mm. And like going toe-to-toe with some of the best, like Jermaine and Keyno, these <laughs> boys.
4: Free to learn off of mm. it. Like? Yeah, oh but God.
2: at that age, and I was like, <clears throat> oh, this kid's special, like finishing wise. Mm. And like, was just so clever in his head. I'm like, well, he's picking the right shot every, not like once, you know, when you're younger, you mm. might pick it once or twice every time. So what's what was holding him back then, do you think? I think just he was still developing. I think yeah. he still hadn't hit his peak of in his body or whatnot. And he, and I think like I said, Pochettino came in and also took his, um, fitness. also fitness to another level was a big thing. Mm. Um, but when people forget Tim Tim Sherwood I was going to say was, Tim. He believed in him massive, innit? Literally, Tim thrown him in when we had people like, I think Soldado, who we just bought for 30 million. And Tim was like, he's not playing. I'm playing Harry. <laughs> to that stage where, literally, and it gave Harry such confidence, do you know what I mean? And he mm-hmm. just, and don't take nothing away from Harry. He is an unbelievable professional. From a young kid, I've never seen someone that dedicated mm-hmm. to want to get better with everything. Mm-hmm. With everything. You could tell him something. So even me, I used to speak with him. And then you knew, you know, when you talk to a younger player and they're completely absorbing everything. Mm. When you talk to some youngers now, nah, you know like, these guys never listen to me. Okay, right. Yeah, yeah, he's like, like he's falling now. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, it's yeah, that's nice. Yeah, nice yeah. when <laughs> I'm, like, yeah, I'm trying to help. But he was like listening and also just watching players. And I was like, yeah, he's got, but obviously I didn't see him going to that level. But then when you used to play against him, I'm like, yeah, there's no surprise because mm. his dedication, his qualities, what he already had. Mm. And He said, and for me, he's the best all round number nine. Mm. Um, so, you, so you,
3: if you were gonna pick one out of him and Wazir, who
2: are you picking? Yeah, that's tough. People don't realize how good Wayne was. I say it all the time. Like, honestly, Wayne was ridiculous. Mm. When I played with him, when he was first coming through, at uh, them first early England years, honestly, Wayne could honestly could do everything, mm. everything. Honestly, he was so good as an out and out scorer, I think Harry's better as an all round footballer. People are like, I don't know. Wayne, he's in, some of the be- one of the best players I've ever played with. What was it was it frightening? Like frightening, right? frightening. Like his all round game, he could drop Wayne into midfield. People don't believe it. And people, why is he dropping that deep? Wayne could have actually played in midfield. I believe mm. he could have played as an eight. He could play as a ten. He could play as a nine. Um, he was. He had everything. Mm. He had everything. Um, but he yeah, had them to ridiculous levels. Ridiculous mm. levels.
1: So if I was to ask you your top five, it's a five side team for Spurs. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the best you have ever played with.
4: That's
1: actually a good team. Spurs. No <laughs> goalkeeper. That's yeah, no, no goalkeeper. I'm team. glad
2: you said no goalkeeper. Yeah. Uh, just Spurs players, yeah?
1: Yeah, you can throw yourself in there. So oh, I reckon really? I could
2: pick yeah. it. Go, go, on. Go. go on. You go. You go back.
3: Ledley, him. Carrick, Bale, Modric, Defoe. No, I didn't have that.
2: I had
4: Kanan. He didn't yeah. play. Kane,
2: is best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty much close. What would I go? Definitely Ledley, Carrick, Modric, Bale. One more. Robbie Keane, maybe. Yeah. Defoe and Keane, it'd be a toss up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Honestly, was still, for me, one of the most under- underrated players. Well, He's be better
4: well. on the smash. Yeah. We know the answer, I think.
2: On Fair the what? On the smash. <laughs> <laughs> Keenos the worst. Yeah. <laughs> Defoe don't really drink, man. No. Defoe don't really drink. Defoe's there, but he don't drink. Yeah, <laughs> really? Defoe's in the car, oh. they're causing trouble. But. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay.
3: whereas, whereas Robbie Keane's got, his thing starting the sing song and everything. Yeah, yeah. Keane was. Doing a lot.
2: Doing a lot. Yeah, he was great for it.
3: Yeah, he um, loved it. the yeah. Irish boys were unbelievable. That's, yeah, that's the like Irish boys. It. I said
2: Gary Kelly before, yeah, I had, didn't it? The yeah. Kino was literally. He, like I said, was Gary Kelly was the one for me when I was at Leeds. It was yeah. like organised everything. Sunday all day or Tuesday oh, I all day. He loved the Sunday ones. Yeah, at oh, the, uh, the bing me arms, the bing me po- arms. Starting a pub. Yeah. Oh, where are we? I'm not in here for. Yeah, oh, here for? yeah. <laughs> this could go anywhere.
3: <laughs> <laughs> then the, then the, the guitar comes out and they yeah, start doing yeah, the sing songs. I don't know the words to none of their songs yeah, but I was in. Yeah, just pretending I knew every word. But, oh, yeah. So you go you go Everton do you know this is an area where I have to say that huge respect to you. Yeah. Um cuz we're laughing and joking about your career but then there's situations that happen in a career that really bring it back to reality and bring it seriously. I've done a couple of shows on mental health and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And you're at Everton and I remember I remember reading or seeing it come up on, uh, on in in the media about you suffering with mental health issues. Yeah. yeah. And I was like as Yeah yeah yeah. No. Nah. This guy's just calm, cool, collected, Like just, nothing bothers him really. But it really made me realise that you never know what is going on behind that mirror. You know what I mean? Uh, that, that, that facade that's put up in front of the players. I'd love for you to just talk us through the, the situation of, yeah. of you, where you got to that moment where we're seeing it in the media.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is the thing. So at the time, I say this to people all the time, I hadn't really seen it start happening. Um, until I'd done the work after. So working backwards, I started to realise, okay, this stemmed when I was still in London. So I started to realise, looking backwards anyway, was I was going out a lot more. Um, I was drinking a lot more. I wasn't enjoying things as much as I should, including football. Um, and yeah, for some reason, and I didn't know nothing about the mind then. Like I said, I've done loads of work on it now. It were not talked about, it, was it? It wasn't talked mm-hmm. about. It. So you didn't feel like, so I wasn't speaking to anyone about it just noticing little thing, not sleeping properly. Um, and I could sleep anywhere. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Before I did, I could sleep anywhere. So, um, and I, I didn't notice at the time. So I'm just thinking, oh, this is the new, like, maybe I'm just having a tough period or whatnot. Like, I'm not sleeping. Were you on uh,
3: sleeping tablets and stuff like
2: that? Uh, nothing like, I wasn't taking mm. them like that, but before a game sometimes um, on a Friday night, but nothing like, oh, I need sleepers mm. every day. Um, but I just started to notice that, for a long period now that I'm not enjoying mm. nothing. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm not joining in with a banner. I'm not, I'm finding it hard to get to training. Um, and it, it spirals quickly from finding it hard to literally finding it hard to get out of bed. Mm. Do you know what I mean? To them levels. And um, people are, like I say, about depression and you don't, I didn't see it coming. Um, and that was the scariest part about it is I've not seen it coming. Mm. It's creeping. I went to Everton and it kind of masked it because I moved there and it got like a buzz again but it already started. It was already deep mm. when I was in Tottenham. And um, so that gave me the buzz again. I'm playing, this a new environment. I'm back closer to home, seeing my people a bit more. So I kind of got through that period, but it was just painting over the cracks, really. And then eventually I signed with Everton. I went back there and I started to notice, like, this is getting hard again. And I, like, I'm just not sleeping. I'm not trying hard to get to the training ground. And, like, for me, that's, like, like I love going to training, but well, train, the buzz driving there mm. and like, I'm getting there. I just want to go home. I can't really engage with people. My body feels like you get to a stage where you're not there anymore. You're literally just a shell. Um, obviously that's towards the yeah. end of it. And, um, yeah, it spiraled and spiraled the way I was literally was not going to training, literally missing days, um, three, four days at a time. So the, the club
3: week. ringing you up like, yeah, what? where are you?
2: So at first I was just saying, I'm ill, I've got the shits. Like, cause I didn't I actually didn't know what was going on myself. And then my brother's going to be like, what's up, Azzy? you all right? And I'm like, yeah, I'm cool, man. Just not being well, man, not feeling good. Um, But I was always that person as well. I could go into you do it for so long that you can walk to a room and half get away with it, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I could come in here and pretend everything's like, hey, you all right? Join in, have a little b- and, and go. I would never stay around for long, do you know what I mean? Because it was, it was hard to keep it up for long periods mm-hmm. of time. But you can only do it for so long. And eventually, like I said, it got to a stage where the doctor's ringing me up, coming to try to see me, and I'm at a stage where, like, obviously I'm sleep deprived like to ridiculous levels where I've not slept in days. When I'm talking like, literally, I'm waking up to try and get to training ground trying to have two, free coffees before I have even left my house just to try and get in the car to drive to training. Um, and it gets to a stage where you can't no longer do it anymore. And obviously with the sleep deprivation and feeling that way, the imbalance of chemicals, all the stuff, all the stuff I know now which I didn't know. Um, your mind starts telling you crazy things to it got really quickly to literally you know suicidal real quick um and yeah you, you don't know i didn't know who to turn to what to do did you get to the
4: root of what was causing it or what the triggers were
2: uh, at the end after working back it was just a buildup. so like i said i had no real trauma don't get me wrong i had a few things going on in my family but nothing crazy um but it was affecting me obviously um those football situations i was in and out of bad relationships um but I did, like I said, to this day, it was still just a slow buildup up of just get, being unhappy. I look back and I was like, well, maybe I broke through too early. I've had so many highs so early in my life. Maybe it's partly to do with that. But it was just a slow buildup and not understanding how the, the mind actually works. Um, and it's funny, people don't realise. Like, I tell people now, like once you don't sleep, the effect, to me, I tell people, the sleep is the biggest thing in the world for you mm. and most important. If I would to look back now and I said, where were, could I have picked it up and stopped it? Is
4: that why you're on this now?
2: The work controls everything i'm literally i'm on everything Mm. um um, but yeah the sleep one was the biggest spiral with everything because you go from not sleeping properly once you don't sleep you don't have the same energy you don't eat properly you don't want to get outside all these things what are good for you like getting daylight getting fresh air exercising all these things what releases the good chemicals for the mind but i didn't know any of that i know it all now Mm. but i didn't at the time and yeah man like i said i was people that realized when i got sectioned i was honestly in the state of like not wanting to be here trying to kill myself to that stage so so getting
3: section how does that happen how did that yes, happen
2: so um, obviously club doctors coming to see me come see me I'm not I'm literally like no nah, I'm not speaking to you I am must be this is the club doctor um, so uh, eventually they send a woman um, I don't know if like a psychotherapist to come and evaluate <clears throat> me and see me and she was just chatting and I was at the stage like, I said you could have a conversation with me and I wouldn't be able to take hardly any of it in because I'm pretty much not there. Um, so I was at my brother's house, and I was like, no, nah, I need to go home. So she was trying to me, I said, I need to go to the shop. And I tried to like just head back to my house on foot, um, and they called the police. So the police came, picked me up, um, took me to the hospital. I had to get evaluated again, and they was like, yeah, you, we have to put you in help. Um, and yeah, that was it really. I didn't At the time, I didn't know what was going on. And mm. That's how I was sectioned. Are you put,
3: like resisting or you just? Yeah,
2: like, yeah. Okay. I said, I want. No, i It was like I want to go home. Mm. I'm like, I'm cool. I want to go home. Like I'm just tired. I want to go to sleep. Um, and it was like, no. Nah, and I didn't even know what's going on. And they come in and give you a piece of paper like this, basically, and you be put on a section two. So section two then is also um, you cannot leave until the doctor says you're cool. So obviously I get put into a hospital, but you're not allowed to leave until the doctor gives you the all clear. Mm. And also because. Um, I was suicidal. Um, you're in, you're on a, the really high risk, and you're in the high risk zone hmm. uh, in the hospital. Wow! No.
1: So. It's so funny because I, 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 I like the way certain clubs are trying to like deal with it properly now as well. So I've recently seen La Foster at uh, mm-hmm. Burnley. I don't know oh, if you saw, like, yeah, is um. Did they, did they lean on you sometimes because now you're such an ambassador? Because you also spoke about you're your involved, right? in uh, you, Is it a charity that you're involved in? Or is there... uh,
2: no, I'm, I'm working with a platform at the minute. It's not okay. fully done yet. Yeah. But that is the aim. Mm-hmm. I've had these conversations. So I did reach out to, um, this was after I heard about Lyle Foster. So I mm-hmm. mentioned, spoke to the physio and said, listen, if he needs to speak to me, or mm-hmm. uh, needs any, just even wants to have a chat. Mm-hmm. I'm here, I've been there type thing. Obviously, I don't know his issues. So... I might not be the right person. Yeah. But I'm there if he does need someone to chat. And I've had these yeah. conversations with numerous players, yeah. um, especially since I retired. And mm. even at the back end of my career, players started to come up to me with not big issues, but smaller issues which were getting worse. Mm. And I felt I was helping them. Um,
3: what about someone like Deli Alley, who we've seen
2: recently come y- out of? Yeah, well? so Dell was is an interesting one because obviously we was in the same agent group. So. Um, they knew there was something wrong, but no one really knew because he wasn't really saying anything about it. He was just trying to do a bit like me. Which is you normal. Could, yeah, normal. You can mask it. Like so after when you've done it for a long period of time, you can put that mask on in that room. You can go into any environment and get away with it. Do you know what I mean? To a thing. But then you go home and it's literally like, wow, that, that takes mm. a lot out of you. And to keep doing it takes a lot of you. So I reached out to Dell, Um. We shared a few texts a few messages and just it got to the stage where it was um i'm here if you need type thing Mm -hmm. um but he was going in to get help um which he spoke about after so Mm -hmm. i never got to sit with him but he knew i was there Mm -hmm. he's got my number still to this day if he needs me Mm um but it's a tough one that's i said since i have retired i've been looking at that and i've sat down with the pfa um well i sat down with pfa i sat down with the premier league i sat down with sporting chance i spoke with michael bennett who Mm -hmm. runs the mental health side of it at pfa and even for me now, they're not doing nowhere near enough. Yeah. And I literally sat with them for an, a good hour, a good hour, and shared what I felt needed to be done, and basically how we could try and basically help mm-hmm. these players. What do you think needs to be done? <sighs> well, honestly, you need them another three hours. Honestly, mm-hmm. it's to that stage, like honestly, it's that bad. Because what are a couple of basics that you go,
3: these are fundamentals that just need to be. That would have helped me.
2: Well, firstly, for me. I know players, they've started to put someone in there who may pick up on the signs. Do you know what I mean? So you need to be someone maybe in there who could at least pick up on the signs. A therapist. A therapist, a psychotherapist who may be able to notice it because I know players at clubs have now put them in there. But for me, am might going to go talk to this guy here in this room who sits next to the manager? Open up this whole kind of worms that like, I'm probably not sure how to deal with myself. I'm definitely not going to play now. Um, so that was one of my biggest issues about having it in the club. Whereas you should players, have someone external. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so someone needs to be away from the clubs because I don't feel players, are speaking, and I'm speaking with the PFA and speaking with the Premier League, they say the same thing. Players are not coming to us. We know there's lots of players who are suffering. Like I said, I've spoken with players myself mm. who have come to me because I've, just because I've been through it. But like I said, they don't feel that there's someone there for them to speak to. And it's crazy because you've been in football clubs, and you know how much is put on the physical side of it. You come back from, this is one of my big points, you come back from pre-season scan your head to toe everything we're gonna work on a big program um to get you right literally so you don't get any injuries whatsoever but they never want to say how's your head mm. like, how you feeling but they'll say yeah. to you we'll prevent you getting any injuries you, you, your ankles not moving correctly so we need to work on this car mm. this thing this thing.
3: yeah because in pre you come back you go you know, you're going to a big hall or wherever it is yeah and you've got about 15 stations yeah. where they're checking every part of your ankles your foot movements the way you walk the way you jump the way you land all that your capacity to to, to to work at a high level like all these things are getting tested but it's true
2: that no most heads.
3: important bit there don't even get touched on and no one even sits down for a brew just yeah.
4: like
2: how are you yeah. and, right. and that's what I like, say to people now like I said it's just having that conversation opening that door can help. I've had players like literally just with the conversation helping them so much just from speaking with somebody mm-hmm. you don't even have to be through it but just someone, just some, sometimes people just need someone to listen to. Hmm.
1: You, um, would you ever re- react as well to that at a time, do
2: you reckon? I don't know. Because I was that person who felt like I could handle everything myself. I mm-hmm. was that guy. I felt I, I can get through everything myself. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't. I needed help. And I needed help fast. Yeah.
3: You, just, just take me back to, you know, when you were talking about being suicidal and stuff, yeah, just yeah, yeah. maybe help other people that might be coming to this or in and around this, these feelings. Yeah. What are you like at home? Like, are you sitting there thinking like of ways that
2: you're going to do it or like what yeah it it got to that stage where because imagine like obviously being normally just getting up having the energy to go train and not even be able to get out of bed so sometimes even if i did make it i wouldn't even open my curtains because i'm thinking i'm going straight back to bed do you know what i mean so i'm going to training ground and the only thing in my head is can i get through this little period of the day to try and get back into bed to try and sleep on because there's nothing else i want to do because if I sleep, I can forget about everything what's going on in my head. Mm. And like I said, that escalates. And once you've done that for a long period of time, you just start thinking, you know, how do I just end this? How do oh. I end this? Mm. Um, and it's, it's so difficult because I tell people how fast it spiraled. It went from literally being at a bad place to literally being like not wanting to be here Like within 10 days. Do you oh, know what wow. I mean? That last period escalated so quick. And you're having... Scary, scary thoughts. And from when
3: you're having them scary thoughts? Yeah. When was it
2: you got sectioned? How long? Yeah, literally, literally that time. Literally, st- around, if I didn't get sectioned, who knows, I probably probably won't be here. Wow. It was that level. Because I couldn't, I couldn't deal with it anymore.
3: So how did you get out of that then? What was the, what was the self? so You got, get sectioned. Yeah. you are seen a, um, you are seen a doctor. Yes, yeah, so I'm in the hospital. So I'm in the prairie. Okay.
2: So you're in the prairie. You're getting ferry possessions. You're getting day-to-day stuff with the nurse Um, you're sleeping again trying to eat again because all these things when you're not doing anything honestly you start to not do any of them Mm. so you're just getting back into a routine um, of yourself again of a normal day-to-day stuff and also with the help but um, it's what I tell people about therapy also because some people go see a therapist and straight away they're like no I don't like this guy Therapy's not for me and Even when I was in that stage, the first five or six people I spoke to, I didn't even say a word to them because they just weren't for me. I sat down with them and was like, no, and then I just met this one guy in there and I just poured everything out. It just Mm. all started coming out. And he's like, write it down, write this all down. And after the period, you start working back um, and start looking through your notes. And then, like I said, you start working backwards and seeing, okay, where was the triggers? Where did it start? and there's a book you, in there isn't there pardon there's a book in there actually, somewhere bro <laughs> I did start writing one I've written about it? like 100 pages uh, and it's impressive it's not even about football it's basically on the mind mm. um, but honestly it's, it's, when you're in that stage it's the hardest thing in the world someone says to you like, just sleep or whatever mm. you're not sleeping your mind won't let you it mm. doesn't work that way mm. um, but obviously when, you, when I did start to get better and did start to work on myself and did start to put all these things in place you start to realise how important sleep is i meditate every day um cold showers every day um exercise pretty much every day all the things you do as a footballer which is great that's why it gives you this resilience anyway the mind Mm. is also should be already in a decent place because you're doing a lot of these things that release these chemicals which are good for you Mm. these so-called happy feelings happy, happy chemicals um and like i said now you you learn about the how important these things are like the mind honestly is the most important thing in in the body and it goes hand in hand, like I said, if your mind's not right, don't matter, especially if a football player, you can't mm. fall. You will get injured and it's a matter of time. Did you, did you think you was going to be able to come back and play football? No. At that point, was you mm. thinking that? I didn't, I wasn't even think about it. Mm. I, honestly, when I was in that stage then, I was at that stage where I was like, okay, I'm 30 now, I've had a good career still, but like, maybe I'm done. A few weeks then you do start, when I start to really start to improve and I started to improve fast. Um, then I started to realise, okay, I want to be back into football.
1: Were Everton supportive during this time?
2: Yeah, Everton was great. Like I said, I think I caught them off guard, so I don't think they even they realised it. And I think they felt probably a bit bad, as in I've been in, coming into this club for weeks and then, months and then, and nobody's picked up on it. Mm. Um, but like I said, I don't blame them because I was good at showing it and I could keep conversations short, literally. I mean, you all right? A couple of players did come up to me say, Are you sure you're all right? And I'd be like, yeah, I'm cool. Mm. I mean, just a bit tired. And you just brush it off, whereas obviously once you go home, mm. it's literally it's a different situation. Mm. But my thing is, people don't realize if you to get to that level where I got to, it was the hardest part to get back to, even just enjoying day to day life. Mm. Obviously, to get back and then play football again—that's massive. Yeah, I massive, like, yeah, it had to change so much of my life. Yeah, mm. I literally had to live like a monk for years. Is it? Yeah, but there was still the thing with people think with me. The thing I came back from Everton and just went like that, mate. I was doing that for about two years though. I was still having terrible moments, t- moments three, four days at a time, literally, but I was improving. So even though I was doing that, and then sometimes it might have got three, four days, i got, okay, now. Then it started to come only two days. Mm. And then but I, I could see because I'd started to keep a journal. I started to notice it, okay, I, I should have looked back then. I missed two bad nights of sleep there. It started mm. to cause a simple trigger. I went out that weekend, I started drinking way too much again. But yeah. a lot of the, all this stuff, you are just masking things, you're just not trying to really uh deal with what's going on so mm. when i was going out and you're drinking and whatnot, and over drinking and trying to keep yourself busy and probably turning up to parties where you don't need to be at or whatever but it's just to try and block do you what's drink going now? On. yeah i drink but mm. not nowhere near mm. don't be wrong i've had stages where i'm like oh, i drank too much that's now i got a headache again yeah, yeah it's an ongoing process yeah, it? yeah 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 but i drink nowhere near and i only mm. drink beer so i don't even drink spirits anymore is it
4: yeah i think it's worth saying um one of the problems with depression is that unwillingness to seek out any sort of help anyway. Yeah. So I think that's that's one thing I would say. Anyone that's watching to take away from this, you go, well, I don't want any help. Well, you, that's probably a sign that you might, might actually need mm. some.
3: What's the What's the harm in a conversation? That's what I always think. You, you know, they, people are telling you there's an issue. Okay, I can't feel it i just, just have this conversation but I suppose a lot of people say to me it's easy to say that when you're not in it and also some, you don't want
2: to do anything to you and some people actually don't understand what's going on mm. so even if you said to them speak about it some of people just they don't know what's going on like me I had no idea what's going on mm. and then your body starts to brain, and it's really clever it starts to adapt okay feeling at 70% feeling at 60% do you know what I mean you start to be like well, okay I don't feel great but I'm alright do you know what I mean mm. and you just start dipping and dipping 10% 5% mm. Um, but like I said to you, that last bit literally went like that. So um, honestly, so, speaking to people will change your life. I tell people all the time, literally, just go speak to somebody, get the help. It's out there. There is people you can talk to, mm. and you, the weight what comes off your shoulders. And you'd be, you'd be surprised how many people are actually going through it. Mm. Once you show that vulnerability to someone else, how quickly someone tells you a story. Like my people that I go to a local gym now, the my, uh, guys that just come up to me after just chilling out in the gym session, and all of a sudden we just had a little chat. But it might be about football. And all of a sudden, i will be like, and then all of a sudden, they've gone into some thing mm. what's been going mm. on mm. Mm. and just started opening up. And like, some of them, one guy broke down, and I was like, wow, like, you know what I mean? There's, you need to get some help. So that's, to well, that's the
3: impact on it when you see someone in your shoes who you everyone's looked at as being an invincible and a
2: superstar player
3: has had that ability to speak out and bravery to speak out, and it gives other people
2: license to do it, then, does not it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, I hope so. Um, but like I said, it's there is, there is help on that. But speaking, it honestly changes everything.
1: Mm. I, I think you don't realise, honestly, we're not even just saying it, but you don't realise the amount of people that go, wow, and it's going to help so much people yeah. just watching this, man. So mm. honestly, yeah, we appreciate it. So you you leave Everton and you said you didn't, first of all, you didn't know whether you were going to play football again. But then how yeah. does the Burnley situation come about? And obviously, you went to Turkey as well. But Yeah,
2: so that just came about. I said um, When I came back to Everton, I was trying to get back up to because I lost a lot of fitness and even like I said you don't realize how much it takes out of you but so just getting myself back up to pace again mm-hmm. took longer than expected um I was in and out of the team and I got to the same stage where I was like maybe I need to move like mm. don't get me wrong heaven's a great football club but maybe I need a fresh start now I've had all this at this club I'm not playing and um Burnley came in and I was like I jumped it I met Sean and honestly I I jumped it I was like mm. this is the perfect guy for me
1: what did he say to you
2: he was like, literally, he first, he just first said, How are you? And that was mm-hmm. one of the first things where I was like, Yeah, was how are you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny though, but like, some people don't even ask you. The only one that said that, this mm-hmm. is going back to the thing, but the only one I ask you in football a lot of things is how you're feeling uh, physically. Physically, mm-hmm. how's your legs? One of the biggest questions, he wanted to know actually how I was. Mm-hmm. And I explained it to him. I had an open conversation with him and told him, Literally, I'm miles better where I am. I feel like I'm at a good place. My fitness levels is back up. I'm at the finished article. Nowhere near it, mm. but I'm getting it. And he was like, "That'll do it for me." It's great, it? Wow, and yeah. does that. Did he do anything to accommodate,
4: like any dips that you had mentally? Yeah.
2: So he was. Like I said there was t- days on end where I was having sometimes another two days off, three days off, and he just called me you know, give me a call, give me a text, and just text me, um, "Are you alright?" I was thinking and I'd be like, "Yeah, a couple of bad days. Um, I'm getting it." And I was just getting better and better. Don't be me wrong, there was dips, but I was getting better. And he was, honestly, and also the group of lads. I mm. don't realise, you don't realise how good a group that group is. Mm. Um, and it was the perfect group for me. It was like that old school English-Irish group where I'd pretty much grown up with and with Sean, the way his culture, at his club, it was just no nonsense. Literally, mm. We come in, we work at 100%, we give everything, we go on. Mm.
3: Um,
2: but like, he was great as in, like, family comes first, life comes first. But once we come into training, you give everything. But he was one of the first managers, obviously, obviously after after that spell where I was like, he didn't realise how good he is, well with me anyway, how good he probably was at that time for me. Like mm. he done me wonders mm. to start to actually get back and enjoy football again. Um, so yeah, like Sean, like, honestly, I got so much respect for him. Mm. I love that.
1: Yeah. And, and Turkey, Yeah. Um, really quickly. So you were there for obviously a short while. Yeah. Again, when you're out there feeling happy, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. What's it like the culture over there?
2: Yeah, so going into the simple things. so i mentally I'd got myself probably just because I left again, like, the best place I'd ever been in. Mm-hmm. I was great. Again, I was not even just I was just you know when you're just thriving every day. And to me that was everything. Forget the football. That was just enjoying every day. Like, again, there was no dips anymore. Um I felt I could control the mind. Um, and could pick up on triggers. And um so it actually worked amazing because barely there was an issue they went to sell the club. Sean's telling me I, was, I want to keep you, but I don't basically do mm-hmm. the deals. Mm-hmm. Um, and he got and Turkey came in. I went. I
1: don't, at, I don't want to butcher their name.
2: Kasimispor. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm. Shout out to you, man. You yeah, Man. Yeah. That <laughs> man. <laughs> honestly, I'm coming to visit.
2: Just, yeah. Anyway, but so I went out there with my brother, and honestly, it's in the middle of the Turkish mountains. So it's not Istanbul. It's not the glamorous Turkey as you know. All these Antalyas and whatnot. Mm. It's the Turkish mountains. Don't be me wrong, it's beautiful, but there is nothing there. Mm. Apart from you can go skiing. Imagine in Turkey mm. and it's it's warm, so they've got, the, they got the skiing and I don't ski. So <laughs> there's nothing there for me apart from football and then working on me still. So honestly, it couldn't have gone any better. And oh, like yes. I said, also you have to create lockdown just started, just a period. So that gave me before I went to Turkey. Also, I had that period by myself too. So I was like, oh my God, it's actually working perfect for me. I'm literally working myself, getting like this to enjoy it and now i'm gonna go and play football with mm. no distractions mm.
4: but you were, you thrived in lockdown then because you I you literally i'm one, them, on. I'm one of them not many
2: people that have done that like i said to people it's the most important time of my life it was lo- the best time in whatever happened to me was lockdown
0: some because i'd well, got cold,
2: yeah, cold. yeah. <laughs> and a lot of my friends they, they told me that it was the hardest time of my life like and i was like man i went out exercised got my food shopping in made some healthy dinner um then worked on the mind literally therapy when I was having seeing my therapist so literally on zoom because you couldn't see anybody every day that was my day for the next two three months and honestly I just went from there to there and I went to Turkey no distractions um that was still in lockdown but a more serious level also so literally you was allowed to go to training and you mm. might be able to go to the mall um but then I really st- realized okay not only am I enjoying life I'm loving football again also mm. um and I want to come back if I, uh, my missus got pregnant uh, while well, I was in Turkey and we wanted to raise the little one over here. Mm. Um, but I loved it that much. I wouldn't have come back. Wow. Turkey on the cards in the future? <laughs> a holiday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Turkey's a beautiful place. But I didn't really, honestly, I'd never been to Turkey before I went there. Oh, Yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah, I'll Sick. see some of the pictures. Cheers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Indeed. So people don't realise it's a beautiful place.
3: Right, listen, man. I, listen, I, I I appreciate that. I think we could talk here, like you said, for another two, three hours about Time. the mental mental yeah, side yeah. of the game because it's so important and it's not touched on enough. Um, so, Premier League, PFA, Football League, just please keep hammering away and and, and putting things in place for the players so we don't have any more. Episodes like that.
1: Thank you very much for coming today, man. Like you've opened my eyes. Um I'm, I'm learning. I'm being educated just to hear your stories. Like the effort you've made to come here as well is nice. proper heartwarming from us, mm. man. So we're so thankful to have nah, you, man. Seriously, it. man. You're really, begin. Um Yeah, Rio. I know Thank That's
3: you, your man. boy, man. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm happy. I ain't seen other since like we were playing. Yeah. We, ain't, we ain't even
2: like. We never crossed paths. Obviously. No, I never crossed paths. bump into players. Yeah, I ain't yeah, seen, I ain't like seen him.
3: So to see him coming this morning, man. I, Really appreciate it, man, huh? Yeah. that's
1: cool. Respect, right. man. Guys, make sure you like, share, comment, and subscribe. We'll be back soon. Peace.
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm, Hello Fresh